live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome to Start Your Engines on a, another Saturday version, the penultimate show of the year. and uh, But on Sunday. Well, that's what I said, on Sunday. And we uh, have uh, not quite the lineup they just announced with uh, Ronnie Black not able to attend this morning. And Greg is uh, under the weather as well. We will have Deb at 11, at uh, 1020, I hope. So, um I made a call this morning for a backup and got Joe Delaney to come in, sit with us, and uh, talk about anything he wants to, really. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good, thanks. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. They're, we it's we are the we, and uh, hopefully we will be able to uh, put on a good show for you for two hours. We got a really good guest at 11 o'clock, which is... Uh, one we had last year got nothing to do with racing. I don't even know if he knows anything about racing. We'll find that out. But it's Steve Fuller, who was a quarterback for Spartan High, quarterback for the Clemson Tigers and uh, the Chicago Bears. When I was in Chicago, my five years up there, that happened to be one of the years that they won the Super Bowl. And uh, I tell you what, there's uh, they wouldn't. They might not have done it without Steve Fuller because McMahon was out for quite a few games there in the middle of the year, and Steve Fuller had to fill in, and he uh, did a great job. He didn't lose a game, and the only only game they lost all year was on a Monday night game to Miami. So, uh, But they won the Super Bowl and haven't won one since. I think they were in one one time with a, somebody like Rex Grossman or somebody as the quarterback. But anyway... We'll be talking to Steve at 11 o'clock, and after Steve, we got our old buddy Mark Hauser, who is up in uh, Oregon. I think he said he would be in a hotel in Bend, Oregon, when we call this morning, because he's uh, visiting relatives or some sort of family function up there. So, of course, Deb Williams, as I said, at 1020, and she's out in Phoenix, as uh, I guess your brother's out there, too, and they wrapped up the, the truck series on Friday night with an extremely entertaining caution-filled race. I think they had four green-white checkers before they decided that one. And um, Xfinity was yesterday. And uh, the same story for Jeremy Clements as the rest of the year. It was just another miserable race. I'm sure he's very tickled for it to be over. He finished 20th. Um, best finish she had all year was fifth, was 14th, and I think he did that twice. And that's you know that's way, way, way below anything that their expectations and and the rest of our expectations. He, we had a good time watching him and keeping up with him and following the car and the color schemes and the sponsorships that the radio station here has a lot to do with, and uh, just didn't happen this year. So. Uh, 
we will uh, touch on all of that in a little more detail later, especially when we talk to Deb. But uh, so, what's going on with you, Joe? Thanks uh, for coming in. <laughs> oh, it's good to be here. I I sent my brother a text this morning, and um, he's out in Phoenix, and hopefully we can get him on the on the show to give us an update on what's going on out there. But um, other than that, not much. Um, you know, having Steve on, I've, I've got a. I'm not going to reveal my question, but I've got a, a rumor I've heard of, a good rumor I've heard about him that I want to confirm and get him on the air. Um, and we'll see if uh, what I heard is true. Does he have any eligibility left? <laughs> no. They may, they may need him over there, although they won yesterday. I honestly didn't expect, uh, I didn't expect Clemson to beat Notre Dame, but they did after a tumultuous week with uh, Tyler from Spartanburg, which was not our Tyler, uh, and I know that for a fact. It didn't even sound like him. But, you know, I heard two national programs yesterday. One was the CBS program, and uh, the other one must have been ABC or ESPN, which is practically the same thing. But they both made reference to Tyler from Spartanburg and talking about Dabo. So uh, well, whoever he is, he's, he's, become, uh, he's having his moment of, uh, in the spotlight. The surprising thing... Um, I guess just to me about Clemson is um, if you look at their past recruiting classes and past success, this any Clemson fan would probably agree with this. Um, it can't, I can't believe the season they're having. Um, teams that they should be beating, um, they're not beating, and um, you know they're they're you know not struggling, but. The, the fall has been not big, but everybody before the season started expected that team to be in the playoffs again this year. So I don't know. Um, it, it's just, to me, I, I don't understand it, looking at their recruiting classes and the talent they have on that team. Um, I don't know. And um, a lot of people, you know, blame it on this TCU new offensive coordinator maybe he's just getting going i don't know well you know i think they kind of in my mind bottomed out when uh klubnik called his own play against miami and didn't run i guess what they were supposed to run and, and it didn't work and there was such an uproar about that uh that just seemed like to be the last straw i mean they i, I believe that's when they fell to four and four if i'm not mistaken and uh, of course, they avoided going to four and five yesterday, but that just seemed to be uh, the low point. And, uh, and and what I find interesting, because I only watched a few plays of it last night, but Uli Ungalele is uh, having a pretty good year at Oregon State, and uh, that's I I won't won't use the term that they ran him off, but it seemed like they they ran him off to me and had somebody better to to. Uh, to take over, like in the name of Klubnik, so uh, he, he got in the the portal and found a home, and looks like he's doing pretty good. I uh, they, I believe they won that game last night. It was late, and I, I really didn't watch it. I I don't even remember who they were playing, but they were. Uh, uh, I think they won it and probably went to something like eight and two. I I did uh, I didn't watch it. I was sleeping, but I looked at um, the Fox website morning and i'm pretty sure they won because i went through all the scores 
not a hundred percent sure about that, but I'm well, I'm going to find out right now since we're uh, we're going to get to some racing here in a little bit. But let me just let me see. Uh, they beat uh, they beat Colorado. Yeah, and there is a a ton of teams that are still can still make that playoff. I mean, uh, uh, Georgia won, and they're still undefeated. Um, but I think Michigan jumped them in the polls, which a lot of people. Uh, Ohio State. Was it Ohio State? Yeah. In the AP, I think. Well, I was looking. You know, the only one that really matters is the the four that the uh, that panel picks, and they did that for the first time this past week. And Ohio State was first. I don't. I know Ohio State was first, and Georgia was second. I'm not sure how the rest of it fell. Uh, I don't know where Oklahoma was, but they got beat yesterday in uh, by Oklahoma State. So. Yeah, I watched some of that. Um, what do they call that? The battle? Bedlam. Bedlam. I don't know where they came up with that, but no more bedlam. No, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good day for college football. Um, and today's probably going to be a great race in Phoenix. I hope. Well, uh, I thought you were going to say something about pro football because actually they're. Uh, well, the Panthers got a win. Yeah, they did, but but I, what I was mentioning was uh, Kansas City's leading the Dolphins right now, seven to nothing in Frankfurt, Germany. So I heard all uh, you early risers. I was listening to that. Um, it was on the radio um, when I was riding in on a um, station that I won't mention, and they started singing the German national anthem over the air, and that's when I changed the channel. Well. I wouldn't know it if I heard it. <laughs> well, I didn't understand any of it. That's, that's why I switched to Fox Sports. Well, to see if we were on the air, which is <laughs> was questionable earlier in the in the morning. But uh, looking at the board here in, uh, in the studio, uh, Spartan High had a relatively easy time of it. I listened to Clary call some of that Thursday night, uh, 31 to 7 over Rock Hill. And, uh, and so I... They're matched up with Man, who I think will be the home team for that, only because it says Spartan High is uh, the fourth seed and Man's a, a second seed. So Man won forty-four to nothing. So they maybe they're exhausted and uh, Spartan High can take them because uh, forty-four to nothing. So pretty lopsided, you know. You think uh, uh, you get up for the playoffs a little bit better than that. Other other scores, I know they've been over many times. Uh, Dorman continues to have it tough, uh, losing to Burns. Burns, I think, is, I tell you, when they, I think I said this last week, when they got beat by Chapman, I wasn't expecting too much out of Burns. But uh, I think that woke them up, and they're playing some real good uh, football. So, anyway, I will tell you one thing, Joe, and uh, this is the, if you want to know what's going on in high school football, college as well, these guys here at, Fox Sports Spartanburg, Ryan Clary and Tyler Schugert and Alex Smith, who does the Dorman games. I mean, and the other, you know, they're, they are on top of it. They can tell you exactly what's going on and uh, with absolute authority. So if you uh, if you're really into high school football, this is the this is the station to listen to because we carry it. And you know what we do tomorrow night? Let's do a, another plug here. Um, it's our first game for USC Upstate. And okay. Ryan Clary will be doing that down in uh, Columbia against the Gamecocks. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised 
if Upstate didn't win that game. You know, um, South Carolina played Wofford a couple of nights ago, and uh, they were down by 17 at one time. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what they've got down there in Columbia. It's uh, pretty grim, pretty grim all the way around right now, as far as I can tell. Maybe the basketball team will, will be okay, but uh, you know, the they've got a center that is a they got in the portal from Wofford. So uh, he's I don't know if he's their best player or not, but he's pretty good. So anyway, that's uh that's a big deal for the station. I'm real proud of WSPG. AM and FM for uh, for carrying upstate. You know, I would think that if I were going to college to play sports and the college that I was going to and I had more than one offer, you know, some other offers, and the team that I was going to play for wasn't even carried on the radio, that to me would be a deciding factor in whether or not I wanted to go there. If nobody could listen to my games, my parents or whatever, but I think uh, I think this radio station carrying uh, USC Upstate games is a, I think it's a, not only a boost to this station, but it's, it should be a big boost to the school. Well, one of the one of the things when I was growing up that a lot of high school players made their decision on where to go to school was based on who was on TV. And that's back in the three-channel era. You know, yeah. CBS, ABC, NBC. And not to disparage Notre Dame, but that's how they got a lot of people because they were on TV every weekend. Well, they NBC, they still are. Yeah, but now every game's on TV. Yeah, that's true. So if you if you want to think about the way you thought when you were a 17-, 18-year-old kid, um, now you're on TV if you're in a – you're at, at Walford. I mean, you can still get some of those games on TV, but every – football bowl subdivision team they're on tv somewhere yeah if you want to find it so speaking of wofford they haven't won a game they lost again yesterday by three points to uh western carolina i think i mean that's the boy have they fallen off the (laughs) fallen off the truck there's a i have a little theory about that and perry you can debunk it if you want to i probably can't but go ahead but Teams like uh, Wofford, um, and I'll just use Nebraska as a good example. When Tom Osborne left Nebraska, they they ran the triple option and won national championships. When Mike Ayers was at Wofford, they ran the option. And defenses have a hard time in one week preparing for that. Yeah. And um, as soon as both of those programs – abandoned that and went to a pro style, well, look at what happened to them. I mean, they, Nebraska used to be a national title contender every year, and Wofford was winning SOCON championships and in the playoffs. And, and giving other bigger schools all they could handle. Well, they, they Sort of like Jacksonville State yesterday. Yeah, and, and <laughs> heck, Wofford had South Carolina one score away from beating them. Yep, I was there. So, well, Joe, I tell you what, let's uh, let's take a break here. See if we can wake Deb up. She's out in Arizona, where uh, I told her I'd call her at eight twenty her time. So, uh, let's take our first break and come back and talk to Deb, and actually talk about auto racing. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Set your alarm. All right. I've added it to reminder. 7 a.m. Every weekday, Spartanburg's best sports is on Bumpin' Run. Hosted by Tyler Sugar. That's the guy. That's the hero. We're talking sports and other stuff. Hear from local high school and college coaches, including USC Upstate, Clemson, and South Carolina. Two hours to begin your day. The Bumpin' Runway. Right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. If you're looking for a new camera or lens, then you'll want to stop in at Spartan Photo Center November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That weekend, there will be special deals on camera gear, accessories, tripods, bags, and memory. Spartan Photo Center will also have a used Photo Pro on hand buying in gear, so you can trade in your old gear for new gear and get a bonus too. Buy, sell, or trade Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. See our website, SpartanPhotoCenter.com, for more specials and deals. 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg. Call 864-583-6835. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Deb. How are things out in Phoenix? Oh, good morning. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning in the Valley of the Sun. Not a cloud in the sky and um, typical desert weather. You know, it always cools off when the sun goes down or early in the morning, and then it heats back up during the day. But perfect day for racing. 
perfect day for racing. And they've had a couple of good days for racing out there so far. And uh, I tell you what, there was no uh, lack of entertainment in that truck race Friday <laughs> night. That was a that was a heck of a race. Yes, and there was no lack of criticism about it yesterday from the competitors and uh, even in Tony Stewart's post-race press conference last night, he said that he wouldn't hire any of them that were involved in uh, wrecking it like they did in the truck race on Friday night. So, um, you know, everybody in the Xfinity series that was talked, that was interviewed about it yesterday and also the cup drivers uh, didn't have anything good to say about the truck race and how the people drove it. Friday night, they um, said it was a total lack of respect and that it was not a good example for the young drivers coming up. Well, I tell you what, and I, it, it's <laughs> it's entertaining. I was entertained, but the way they uh, go into that first turn, uh, going down on the apron like they do, and a lot of them just barely missing the end of the of the wall down there. It, it's just. It's con- it's exciting. It's crazy. It's something you never will see anywhere else. I mean, uh, I mean, going into that turn, five and six abreast and spread all over the place, and having to narrow down to uh, a- a- at least two abreast, I guess, uh, or or maybe three to to go into the backstretch. It's just it's conducive for crazy racing. And uh, I tell you what, they had a big dose of it Friday night. They did, and, you know, I guess the best way to sum it up would probably be with one of Ryan Newman's favorite phrases, which is, they ran out of talent. So, you know, it's uh, some people can do it, some people know how to handle it, and some people do not, and when you've got a mixture of young, aggressive drivers that are in situations now where you have to... Um, get everything you can get at any cost and they're trying to make a name for themselves you know you're going to have that about the crazy racing and the way they get down on the flat there yeah if you will remember back before they instituted the double yellow line at daytona and talladega that that was created because jeff gordon had enough talent to where he was able to go down on that apron and pass going into turn one as they exited the trial at Daytona. But when the other people tried it who were not as talented as Jeff, it created a massive crash. Mm. So as a result, they had to inst- implement that rule. So, you know, this is a situation where you've got so many different talent levels of drivers trying to do things over their head to, to make it do well you know it's just like when you're out here on the interstate and you've got some idiot going 20 or 30 miles over the speed limit and they're not sure if they've got enough to clear you and they cut right in front of you and then you have to slam on your brakes and hope you don't wreck so it's it's very similar to that yeah well uh, but it was entertaining i was highly entertained (laughs) i think what they have four uh four green white checkers yeah, four overtimes. We had 29 laps of overtime. That's unbelievable. And uh, so Ben Rhodes came out the champion. He won the race and was the champion. I think he won it two years ago, right? Correct, 2021. Yeah. And uh, I guess it got started, uh, as far as I'm concerned, what I remember was uh, Carson Hostevar was uh, cruising along, um, and he... Uh, sort of 
bumped Corey Heim and and caused a crash and and uh, he was reacting to it when it was showing his in car camera or in truck camera how uh, you know that he he didn't mean to do it and and I didn't realize any kind of history between those two and from what I was reading from Corey Heim yesterday he said we've been racing against each other a long time and that's absolutely uh, par for the course for Carson Hosevar and. Um, and Carson Hortzovar immediately, uh, you know, he fell back to the back and, and was never in it again, really. Uh, uh, Heim got his retaliation, I, I can't remember if it was after the race or the, on the last lap, but uh, Hortzovar tried to Three pass. Three laps to go. Okay. Hortzovar tries to pass him on the outside, and he just he set himself up to be put into the wall. I mean, I I believe if I was uh, to think that out a little, little more, I would... Uh, Either not tried to pass him or pass him on the inside because when he went to the outside, I I knew before it happened. I said, well, he's not going to uh, – Heim's going to wreck him, and uh, and he did. And so uh, it came down actually to between Ben Rhodes and Grant Enfinger, and uh, Enfinger had a, a pretty good challenge there at the end, but he faded back, and it was uh, Ben Rhodes the champion. Well, the bad thing about the Corey Heim-Carson-Hosevar incident is that – Grant Finger, Grant Enfinger, was leading that race. He had it won. It was his championship. Yeah. And by Corey Heim doing what he did to Carson Hosevar, it really manipulated the championship. And it cost Grant Enfinger because at that uh, one point on one of those restarts, they uh, Grant Enfinger got sandwiched, and he got damaged to his truck. So it, it was a bad deal. You know, it was uh, should never have happened. Uh, both. Deb, come to Jesus meeting. Yeah, Deb, I, I don't know if you're walking around in your hotel room or not, but uh, every once in a while we lose you. We lost you for about five seconds there. Uh, I don't. Well, we just went. Uh, we just went through the tunnel to take us into the infield of the racetrack. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. That's. Uh... That sounded like a tunnel problem <laughs> because you went away. But, okay, so let's move over to the uh, the Xfinity, which they had their race last night uh, or yesterday. Well, it was night here. It was yesterday afternoon there and a beautiful sunset, by the way, during that race. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, one thing I liked about it, of course, of course uh, Jeremy Clements's miserable year came to an end with uh, another 20th place finish, and I'm, I'm just sure he's glad to get this behind him. But um, one thing that I liked about the Xfinity race was that at the final restart, uh, it was the four guys involved. And I, I'm not saying that the other drivers were letting them, letting the top four have at it. Maybe, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. It's like the announcers were saying, uh, you know, you can't ask a guy with a car capable of winning not to win the race just because he's not in the final four. But it did come down to the final four pretty much, and uh, Cole Custer pulled it out. I was pulling for Allgaier, but Cole Custer's—I uh, think he—I uh, think he felt like he had something to prove because it was mentioned several times on the broadcast. Uh, I think one time they actually did say that he was demoted from uh, Cup down to Xfinity by the Stewart um, Haas Racing Team. I don't know who decided to do that, but. Uh, uh, I think he feels somewhat uh, vindicated. Well, Tony Stewart addressed that in the post-race interview. Okay. And he said that he told 
Cole, he said, you know, this is the reason we did what we did was to gain you confidence. And he said, you have become a leader at the shop. You have become a leader with the team. And you have done exactly what we hoped you would do. So he saw that as something that Cole needed to do. He needed to take a step back. And, you know, sometimes they bring these drivers up too fast. And um, so he, that was actually my story. So I, uh, that I filed the auto week was that, you know, he could have complained and, and pouted and all, but he didn't. He stuck, went in there and he worked, and the crew chief that they put him with is from Hickory, North Carolina, and he's been with the uh, race team ever since it started. This is his 20th year with the race team. So he watched Cole grow up. He's known Cole since he was five years old. And Cole had faith in him, and he believed in Cole, and they worked together to build the organization. And, you know, like I said earlier, Tony Stewart told Cole, he said, you did exactly what we had hoped you would do. And he said, one day you will go back to Cup. But for next year, Cole will be back in the Stuart Haas Xfinity Series car. Okay. Do you think he was hoping to go back next year to Cup? I mean, I guess he probably was, but uh, I, he's the champion now. And I, I don't know if he – you think he'd be disappointed not going back or he would like to have a year to reign as the champion of uh, Xfinity? He didn't seem to be disappointed about anything. I mean, last week at Martinsville – when he and Spotter Andy Houston both had the presence of mind for him to back across the start-finish line to get the finish he did to get him in the championship form. You know, and he was so happy of the four that were in it. I think he was the most exuberant. And then yesterday, there was, I don't think he quit smiling the whole time he was in the media center. So for him to see how he has grown himself this year as a person and matured as a person, I don't think it bothers him to go back to the Xfinity Series for next year. I think if he doesn't go back to Cup after next year, he may be frustrated or disappointed. But to go back to the Xfinity Series as the reigning champion and defend his title, and, you know, this is the third time he had been in the championship four, and the other two times he finished second to Tyler Reddick. Mm. So this is kind of vindication for him as well. Well, that's that's good. I, I like Cole Custer. Uh, I don't know that there was a much of an improvement on the Cup side with a uh, Ryan Priest, other than uh, I mean he he got about the biggest headlines for that enormous crash he had during the season, but. Uh, um, I won the pole at Martinsville, dominated the first part of that race in the spring. Okay, that's, uh, boy, that seems so long ago. <laughs> that's why we have you, Deb. I would have never remembered that in 20 years. But uh, I just remember the big wreck when I I, I feared for his life. Uh, we for, all did. Yeah, for a, a little bit there. Well, Deb, let's do our points. You are the champion, and uh, but we are playing this out uh, for next year so we can have the order of of choice for the first race anyway. Deb's got 56 points. Lanny has forged past me with 49. I've got 47, 
Uh, Ronnie's got 43 and Greg's got 21. So uh, Greg's not here, and, but Ronnie has already chosen and he wants a Harvey. So uh, go ahead. You might as well go, Champ. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to take the 24. All right, that's uh, Byron. Uh, Joe is sitting here quietly, pulled out his, uh, he's done a little homework, and he's got his list here. Who you like, Joe? Larson. Larson. I'll stick with, I'll stick with uh, Chase. Might as well. I'm going to give Greg uh, 21 because he likes the Wood Brothers, and that's not going to, he's not going to have much of a chance. And Lanny got a pretty good. Y'all give him Blaney. Oh, go ahead. No, <laughs> I think Lanny's probably going to want Blaney, and I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's I'm, true, I'm not going to give him to somebody that couldn't even make it that's in. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I um, I'm going to interject here. I should get two choices because I'm not on the show that often. <laughs> so, um, I'll, t- I'll take Larson and Blaney. No, you can't have Blaney. No, it doesn't work that way. No, not at all. In fact, I said earlier that I wasn't going to let the guest uh, – have any more guest pickers, but since the championship's decided, it doesn't matter. Uh, Lane, if you want to text me yours in, I'd appreciate it. Um, well, Deb, you know, you're talking about these uh, um, Xfinity. We were talking about the Xfinity drivers. Quite a few of them moving up to Cup next year. Yeah, they are, and some of the truck, too. You know, Carson Hosevar is going to be in Cup next year. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. And... Um, Zane Smith, too. Zane Smith's going to be in Cup. So it's going to be, a, you know, learning different numbers with different drivers and all. But uh, back to championship weekend here, it's been interesting. Uh, Ford un- unveiled its new Mustang. Yes. It's going to be racing next year in the Cup Series. What's that called, the, the Dark day. Horse or something? <clears throat> the Black something Horse. like that. Black Horse or Dark Horse or something. It's a good-looking yeah. car. It is a good-looking car, and uh, it was interesting because Mark Rushbrook was in the last night after Cole won the Xfinity Championship, and, you know, it's interesting. as an inconsistent, oftentimes dismal season that Ford has had uh, for them to come up now and have the Truck Series champion and now have the Xfinity Series champion. And I was kidding the Ford PR person yesterday, and I said, well, you got a twofer. you got to make it a threefer now. He said, we're certainly going to try. So it's going to be interesting. But Austin Cendrick said yesterday that since Joy Logano was not in the championship uh, playoffs, and he wasn't either, that all of Penske's efforts over these last few weeks have been focused on Blaney's efforts. So... I thought that was interesting that it's been an entire organization that's been working on getting things ready and prepared and all the simulations and everything for Blaney. Yeah, and I think he's got a great shot, and I might just be pulling for him today since, uh, you know, at heart I've always been a General Motors guy because growing up that's what we had, Pontiacs and Chevrolets, and I've been driving a Mustang now for about 10 years, and I still find myself leaning towards Chevrolets, but... uh you know, I wouldn't mind at all seeing Blaney win. I, I just I remember when his dad raced and never won a, a big race. Uh, I mean, he won probably thousands of sprint car races or whatever, hundreds. But um, I remember one time in Atlanta, I thought he had one when he drove that. It was a number 93 Amoco car. 
and, mm-hmm. and he I thought he was going to win Atlanta that uh, and uh, we're talking about Dave Blaney and he didn't so uh but R- Ryan drives for Penske uh and I I have no problem at all with Ryan Blaney being the the champion well, Ron actually addressed that race that his dad nearly won in Atlanta back when we were at Atlanta in, I want to say he talked about it in the spring when we were there. But uh, another little interesting twist to the championship race today is William Byron dates Ron Blaney's sister. Okay. I didn't even realize, well, I guess I hadn't thought about it, but that he that uh, Byron was even single, but uh, that that's that's interesting. <laughs> it certainly is. Well, he is just twenty five years old. Well, I mean, you know, people get married at eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I, they uh, often don't. Yeah, my parents got married young, but nowadays, if you get married that young, it doesn't always last. But, yeah, but um, I can but, speak uh, to that. This is the this is the youngest four championship four that we've had since they started this format. The average age of the championship four is 28. Kyle Larson is the oldest at 31, and Ron Blaney is, um, uh, excuse me, William Byron is 25. Wow. How was, uh, how was Logano when he, when he won? Do you have any- uh, he was in his late 20s, oh, was I it? believe, or early 30s. Yeah, because if William Byron wins the championship today, he will be the fourth youngest to ever win the cup championship. Who is the youngest? The youngest, then? Bill Rexford, who won it oh. in 1950. Yeah, Bill Rexford. He was he was the youngest, and then second youngest was Jeff Gordon. Third was Chase Elliott, and if William Byron wins it today, he'll be the fourth youngest to have won it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember Rexford, and I remember that fact. I just slipped my mind. He's a he's a New Yorker back in the days when they. <laughs> Pretty much worse stock cars. Well, and another thing, too, since you brought that up, if William Byron wins today, he will be the first driver born in North Carolina to have won the champion, Cup Championship since Dale Jarrett in 1999. Oh, okay. That's You've done a lot of research. <laughs> That's interesting to know. I've written a lot of stories this week. <laughs> I bet you have, and you've got a few more to write, evidently. Um, oh, yeah. Did I hear it? Um, I think I heard yesterday. I'm not sure it, uh, I heard correctly that uh, is Hemrick going to Cup next year? Yes, he is. That was announced several months ago. He is going into the Cup car at College Racing that is driven this year by Justin Haley. Justin Haley oh, is leaving Colleg and going to Rick Ware Racing, and so they're elevating Hemrick, and he's coming back up to Cup. He's another one that came to uh, won the Xfinity Championship, came to Cup, then had to go back down or went back down. So he'll be back in Cup full-time next year. What about, is John Hunter Nemechek moving up? Yes, John Hunter Nemechek will be driving the number 42 Cup car for Legacy Motor Club next year. That's right. See, I, 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 there's so many of them. That's why I was asking you about these uh, Xfinity drivers moving up. And I had one more here. Oh, Josh Berry's moving up, right? Josh Berry is succeeding, or he's coming. He's replacing Kevin Harvick in the four. <laughs> However you want to put it. But yeah. uh, 
Is that all? You know, that, that Josh would, Berry is driving the four. That ought to be about all of them. I'm looking at the... Well, uh, we don't know who's going to be in the ten yet. So that's going to be rather interesting to see who steps into the ten at Stewart Haas Racing. Okay. Well, Deb, uh, what, anything else you got? We, uh, actually, I have... Uh, there's not that many results and things to talk about, so I've got a little extra time here if you want it. So you got anything else you want to add about Phoenix and uh, your trip out there and uh, just anything you want to say. Next week we'll kind of do a wrap-up show and, and uh, let you have that, uh, your thoughts on the season and everything. But uh, anything you want to add? Uh, well, well I have a question for Deb. All right, go, Joe. Yes. So every town has a go-to restaurant. What's your go-to mm-hmm. restaurant in Phoenix? You know, it's been a long time. This is the first time I've actually been to Phoenix since 2005. But the go-to restaurant here in Phoenix for the racing community has always been a place called T-Bones. And it's a steakhouse, just a western steakhouse, kind of up on the side of one of the mountains. And... Um, the one time that I went there, I actually did a dinner ride, horseback ride to T-Bones. And there's a, a place where you can rent the horses, and they take you from the stables over to T-Bones. You get off, you tie up your horses at the, uh, it's like you would in any old western town or a western place, and you have your dinner, and then you get back on your horse, and you ride back to the stables where your car is. And... Um, that's always been a, a favorite spot of the racing community is T-Bone. Wow, good question. That sounds like Poncho Barnes' Happy Bottom Riding Club that was they talked about in uh, The Right Stuff. I got texted in on a question here, Deb, from uh, Trent Lancaster, one of our most loyal listeners and a great guy. He wants to know if there's been any other information on the Mexican series at the Bush Clash. You're, you're talking about... now. You know, I don't think what maybe a lot of people realize is, man, maybe this is what he's asking about, is he may be asking about NASCAR's Mexican Series, is it going to be running in conjunction at the L.A. Coliseum in conjunction with the Bush Clash, like a uh, second race or something. If that's what he's asking, I don't, uh, there's nothing was said about it in the state of the sport the other day. Um, NASCAR president... Phelps and um, the an executive Steve O'Donnell gave a state of the sport address on Friday, and um, that was not anything that they mentioned. Uh, they did confirm several things. They confirmed that uh, California Speedway is currently being demolished, and that um, I thought they were going to make a half mile track there. They are going to build a half-mile track. Okay. But they're demolishing the two-mile first. And he, uh, Steve O'Donnell also said he wanted to clear up the fact that Iowa did not replace Montreal. He said ideally they would have liked to have had a race at Montreal and at Iowa Speedway. Yeah. But he said the, those rumors that Iowa replaced Montreal were incorrect. Uh, the TV contract is still under negotiations. Uh, Steve Phelps said he honestly thought it would be done by now, but he said that the interest, uh, there's been a lot more interest than they, well, he was 
surprised at the interest, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And uh, he said that he expects it to be done soon, and it will consist of a mixture of network, cable, and streaming. Okay. Well, Deb, we got to let you go because i got to cram some commercials in here before the top of the hour. Great information. Uh, be safe out there and have a good trip back. And uh, um, we love having you on the show. and look forward to talking to you next week to wrap it up. Sounds good. One thing, quick thing I want to say is, you know, now Tony Stewart has got this Xfinity Series championship. And next week at Pomona, California, is the NHRA finale. And he's got a chance to come away with the funny car and the top fuel championships in NHRA. So we'll see how that goes next weekend. And you can tell us all about it. Thank you, Deb. Love you. Thank you. Talk to Mm -hmm. you next week. Have a good week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you know who that was? (laughs) That's the smartest woman I know. That's what you're supposed to say. Well, I'm not Ronnie. Okay. uh, Well, even Greg can follow that one. But anyway, I... She knows a lot, and I like the restaurant story. (laughs) We're going to take a break and come right back, and we do have to cram some commercials in before the top of the hour. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to Start Your Engines for a few minutes here until we uh, go to the top of the hour and hopefully get Steve Fuller on the phone. I uh, just got a text from Mike Hill, who also one of our great uh, loyal listeners. Uh, he says that uh, he said it was so dusty up on that hill where T-Bones is that uh, they crashed their rental cars there one night when... Uh, uh, the guy uh, missed a turn and rear-ended him. So uh, I guess Deb and Mike were uh, probably in T-Bones at the same time at once. So uh, sounds like a good restaurant, my kind of place. And uh, if you uh, if you remember the movie The Right Stuff, it was a bar, uh, restaurant, bar, real informal place that the pilots, the test pilots used to hang out at there at a, at Edwards Air Force Base, and it was uh, owned by Poncho Barnes, who was a famous female aviator back in the 20s and 30s. And um, she, um, her place, and you'd ride your horse there, and uh, more people probably came on horseback than car, that uh, uh, she, um, it was called a Happy Bottom Riding Club. And uh, it was very famous, and they tore it down eventually to... uh, to expand Edwards Air Force Base and um, part of history. Anyway, let's look at the trucks real quickly. We've t- talked about it just a few minutes uh, earlier, but uh, they ran a heck of a race Friday night, and it was uh, uh, won by Christian Eckes. He was not in the Final Four, but he did win the race, and, you know, when that race was over, more like a demolition derby, they, they barely mentioned that he won the race. Uh as long as I was watching. So uh, Christian Eckes was the winner. Jake Garcia, his teammate, was second. Chase Purdy was third. Jesse Love from ARCA, who won like nine races in ARCA this year, was fourth. Ben Rhodes won the championship and finished fifth. Grant Enfinger was uh, chasing him down for the championship and finished sixth. Dean Thompson was seventh. Eighth was Caden Honeycutt. Ninth, Tanner Gray and... Nick Sanchez, and right behind Nick was Matt Crafton. I was kind of hoping those two might get together <coughs> since they uh, got involved in the fisticuffs a few weeks ago when uh, Sanchez says that Matt Crafton um, sucker punched him. The point standings, final point standings for the trucks, 
Ben Rhodes is the champion, uh, and he won it two years ago in 2021. Grant Enfinger finished second. Corey Heim was third. Carson Hostsavar was fourth. And uh, Christian Eckes was fifth. Sixth was Nick Sanchez. Seventh, Zane Smith. Eighth, Ty Majeski. Ninth, Matt Crafton. And tenth, Matt Di Benedetto. Um, the trucks are off for quite a while now. They'll have their next race in the Craftsman Truck Series Race at Daytona, it is called, until I guess they come up with a corporate name. And that will be on February the 16th, 2024. And that's a Friday. And uh, that is like the first big event, first NASCAR. Uh, well, I can't say big event because they'll have the qualifying races on Thursday, which will be uh, the 15th, and the ARCA race the weekend before, which is not NASCAR. But it'll be the first of the big three series for NASCAR. Um, and that will be the truck race on Friday, February the 16th. So. That's uh, takes care of that. We really don't have a heck of a lot of time to do Xfinity. I can touch on it for just a second here. Or I can tell you that um, Kansas City Chiefs with twenty with uh, 33 seconds to go in the first half are winning 21 to nothing over in Frankfurt, Germany. And uh, um, I don't know. What do you think about playing all these games? In, in, I mean, every week there's one or two, uh, either in London or Frankfurt or somewhere over there. I, I I think that the NFL is making a charge to try to move that over there. But I don't think the NFL understands how popular uh, real football is over there. And I don't think it's ever going to take uh, – it's not going to take shape over there um, other than a novelty. You know, they had a whole league over there for a few years with the the Frankfurt Fire or whatever it was. They had, a, they had several teams in uh, in Europe, and it, I think, uh, didn't last but a few years, it, uh, a couple of years. How'd that work out? Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. It's, a, it's an American thing. Um, soccer, as we know it here, over there, football, that, that that's king. Well, their football is very popular over here. I can tell you for a fact that my son, uh, he loves Liverpool. And he doesn't have a South Carolina for Well, he didn't go to South Carolina. But he didn't have any kind of flag hanging up in his room. Of course, you know, he's been gone for the, from the house a while. But uh, he still follows Liverpool. And he's, that's where his loyalties lie as far as uh, um, European soccer. And he... he very knowledgeable and, and keeps up with them. And well, all my kids played soccer, and um, the first I remember my oldest son, the first soccer game we went to, um, I didn't know what the heck was going on, and there was a parent beside me that yelled, "Offsides, offsides!" Well, I didn't know what that was, but I just got beside him and I said, "Yeah, that's a, that was offsides," <laughs> and I asked him after the fact, "What does offsides mean?" You know, yeah. I, I didn't know. It took me a while to catch on, too, because all of my kids, uh, both my kids played soccer and were pretty good at it. Jack, Jake even got good enough to play uh, a little bit of college. He played for Belmont Abbey and uh, uh, for a, a year or so. But we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back after the top of the hour, and hopefully we're going to get Steve Fuller and talk about some more football. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. In Frankfurt, Germany, the Kansas City Chiefs have just taken a 21 to nothing lead over the Miami Dolphins with 18 seconds remaining in the second quarter. As just moments ago, Tua Tungavailoa completed a pass to Tyreek Hill, who was stripped by Kansas City's Trent McDuffie. It was recovered by Kansas City's Mike Edwards, who then lateraled the ball to teammate Brian Cook, and Cook returned at 59 yards for his first career touchdown. Previously, Patrick Mahomes threw touchdown passes to Rashi Rice and Jarek McKinnon. Mahomes 14 of 19 for 147 as his Chiefs have a 21-0 lead over the Dolphins with now eight seconds left to play in the second quarter. In college football on Saturday night, fifth-ranked Washington won at number 20 USC 52-42 to to improve its record to 9-0. I'm Isaac Long. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. 
McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. USC Upstate Basketball is back. Back for the 2023-24 season and back on the radio in Spartanburg. Hello, this is Ryan Cleary, the voice of the Spartans. USC Upstate begins their regular season this Monday night at 7 o'clock as we travel to Columbia to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Tip-off is at 7 and coverage begins with the Upstate tailgate at 6. USC Upstate Basketball presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air on its new home, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM and the Fox Sports Spartanburg app. Gentlemen, start your Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it gives me a great deal of of pleasure to introduce one of our most popular guests from last year, and he's back this year, and I know a lot of people are are uh, tuned in this morning just to hear him, Steve Fuller. How are you doing, Steve? Harry, how are you doing? Good to be back with you. Uh, it's been about a year, and uh, I'm sorry to hear Greg's not with us this morning, but I uh, look forward to talking to you guys. Well, we look forward to having you, and I know we had a lot of comments about it last year, and uh, we've been... We've been plugging you this week, and uh, a lot of people looking forward to it. Sitting in here with me is uh, Joe Delaney, who um, is another former uh, Spartanburg High School quarterback. So uh, you two got a little bit in common. Say hi, Joe. Hey, Steve. I I was uh, I sat beside your mom when they did that 50th anniversary uh, NFL did that thing with those golden footballs when you came back. Um, you're, um, I guess you remember that. Oh, yeah, I sure do. I remember you playing, too. You were a hell of a player. Well, um, I wasn't the best quarterback on the team, and so they moved me to tight end for a while. But I have a um, a rumor about you, a good one, that I want to ask you about. Um, apparently, okay, I will. Uh, go ahead. Um, don't deny it yet. Wait till you hear it. <laughs> and, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. But anyway, um they built the new Spring Valley High School, and you were running in the, this is how the story goes, you were running in the 440 and leading, but it had rained the night before, and there was a puddle on the track, and you slipped and fell. Is that a true story? or? That is a partially true story. Uh, my friends and my family know I am not a big fan of, uh, officials of any kind. So me and ref- me and referees for years have had a hard time uh, when I was playing, when my kids were playing. Uh, and all this started with a couple of stories. And 
the story you're talking about was it was actually the state final of the 440. It was in Columbia, but it wasn't Spring Valley. It was at Carolina. Okay. And, and they had a brand-new track, and it had rained all morning, and Coach Boyles was our, our track coach. Oh, Ralph. Oh, yeah, Ralph, Ralph Boyles, great, great man. Yes, he is. Uh, and I think, uh, I think our time was, you know, I think mid-late morning was when we ran the, uh, the finals of that race, but it rained and rained and rained, and apparently this new track, was of course it was sloped towards the inside, and they had they had drains down there, and the drains weren't working correctly. Uh, so the water had filled up, and it filled up all the way up to like the first lane, and that was it. And I had had the fastest time so far that year. So for for you know it's not like the Olympic races where they put you in the middle. They just lined us up, you know, from fastest time to slowest time one through eight there. So I was in the first lane, and there was three and a half, four inches of water on the track. So uh, Coach Foles and I called the uh, officials over there and said, guys, we got a problem here. we got, you know, obviously we can't run this race because there's, there's water on the track, and it's only in the first lane. And the guy said, well, that's just too bad. We're going to have to run it anyway. And then Coach Foles said, well, he's in the first lane because he's, He's earned the fastest time, and uh, you know this. This is not going to be fair if it runs like this. So we ran it anyway, and uh, I got nipped at the end, and uh, it, it still it still bothers me to this day. You know, I I can imagine a few other things. Coach Voss probably said as well. A lot of them started with S H. Yes, yeah, no, that's that's correct. He was. <laughs> I tell you, he, he he stood up for his boys though, and I appreciated it. Uh, we didn't we didn't get that one uh, on our side, but we we won a few others. Yeah, I still see him at the dentist office every now and then. He he's a great guy. I love Coach Voles. Um, well, that does that answer your question there, Dale Joe? It, it does. So now I know the exact story, not what I. Well, that is the exact. Now I'll I'll give you uh, another one from high school that put me on the wrong side of the guys in the black and white stripes. <laughs> We're playing. Uh, we're playing the. I want to say the quarterfinals of the state basketball tournament. And this is our senior year, and we we are twenty six and zero for the year. So we're we're. You know, I'm not sure we were ranked number one, but we were right up there in the top two or three. And so we go to Irmo to play the game. Now, of course, Irmo has a new gym also, and. I think it was the first game they played in the gym was this tournament. And so we go up there, and we, again, we're the, we're the higher seed. And uh, we're playing Irmo at Irmo, which you know, doesn't seem fair in its own right, but, but it is what it is. So we're warming up before the game. And I remember Rick McKinney, who was our big, I don't know, Joe, if you remember Rick McKinney, but Rick was our big center, who was about six foot eight. And uh, me and a couple other guys, and Rick were over there, and, and we could dunk it a little bit. We weren't, you know, we weren't doing these crazy dunks, but we'd get up there pretty far, and we couldn't reach the rim. And all our all of our guards are shooting free throws there, and everything's clanking off the front of the rim. Uh, so we, uh, we we didn't know what to do. So we got the coaches over there, and uh, coaches go over there and say, 
call the referees over there and say, I think you'd like to get the, the rims measured over here on this side. And the referee says, no, we're not going to do that. We're getting ready to start the game. Let's just get going. So we play the first half against Irmo in their gym, and they get up on us like 17 or something like that. We can't make a basket. We literally cannot make a basket. So we're convinced this rim is too high. So we go off at halftime, and we come back out after uh, after our rest at halftime to warm up for the second half, and the referees are down there with the guy on the ladder changing the height of the basket. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I didn't oh, yeah. know that true, story. Absolute, absolute, absolute true story. We're going, you got to be kidding me. So we made a we made a gallant comeback, and I think we got back within one or two. But we might lose by two or three. Uh, so that's that's that is phase two of my my problem with those guys in the black and white. It, was that uh, was Doug Lau your coach then? Uh, no, Henson was. Okay, I was. Yeah, no, Doug, Doug was Doug was Doug was probably oh he was four or five years ahead of me. But he was still, I'm not sure what he was doing at that time, whether he was uh, uh, was playing. I think he was probably out of, out of college by then, but he had not, he had not become the coach yet. Bill, oh. Bill Henson was our coach. Okay. I, I'd never met, I never knew him. He was, uh, he was I mean, I graduated in 70, so that's a long time after me. Um, but what I wanted to ask you also, or tell, talk a little bit about, when I was in the Secret Service in Chicago, um, it just happened to be when uh, – you were a bear, and I was there in 1984 when uh, that great year. And I tell you, it was a bunch of us every single um, Sunday would have a party, and uh, you know, a, built around the Bears game. I mean, it was the whole. It was the uh, different ones of us would would host a party, and <laughs> unfortunately, the only one I hosted was the Monday night game against the Dolphins, <laughs> which was the only game y'all lost. But, um, well, there now we know, now we know who to blame it on. It was, and see, I was married to a girl from Miami at that time too. Uh, no longer, but uh, she was there, she was so angry that we were even having a party. And then when it was over, uh, she was the only one that was smiling. So it kind of worked out in her favor. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I was up there, and uh, we were, you know, when McMahon went down, I, it was towards the end of the season. The the quarterback and and. You came in, and I said, you know, uh, he's from Spartanburg. He's going to do just great. And uh, and nobody could believe that uh, the backup quarterback was from Spartanburg. And uh, and you, you did do great. I mean, you didn't lose a game. I, that had to be, uh, I don't know if it's the biggest thrill of your career, but it's got to be right up there. Well, it, it certainly was. And I you know, I was really lucky. I, I, I think I've, I've told most of the guys, you know, as we get older, you start embellishing your stories a little bit but uh i just got i got really lucky i you know i got traded from kansas city where i was i was starter for about three years there and then i was back and forth to starter i got traded the last preseason game of uh of 1983 and went out to la played one year out in la well, i didn't play i was on the team out there because they got out there so late and, uh vince Ferragamo was the quarterback and he, he played every down that year it was it was a good year. It was a good year to get a break anyway, because you know you don't get beat up when you're not playing. <laughs> and as you get older, you you appreciate those kind of things. But uh, but then after that season was over, my contract was up, and I had really no idea what I was going to do. Uh, I was going to get. I got married that June, and uh, you know I 
my future wife was from Mississippi, and so we started talking about, you know, where we're going to go, and my, my lawyer slash agent would, would call me from, you know, every, every three or four days and say, well, what do you think about, you know, going here, or what do you think about this opportunity, and, um, and finally he said, well, it looks like Chicago looks like a pretty good deal for you, and I said, well, I knew nothing about Chicago. Uh, you know, I played a couple games there when I was in Kansas City, but I didn't know anything about the team. Coach Dicker was there. Uh, I knew a little bit about him, certainly, because he, he was a well-known guy at that time. Yeah. Uh, they, had, they had played the, the previous year, which would have been 1983. They had, gone, they had lost seven out of their first eight games, but then they won seven out of their next eight. So they were a little bit on the rise there. So uh, it looked like it was a team that was that was up and coming. So I said, "What the heck?" They wanted a veteran backup, which that would have that would have fit my my mode right there at that point in my career. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, we decided to go to Chicago, and uh, I went up there in May for a physical. This is a good story, too, because not knowing anything about Chicago, Rick Weddington was my slot receiver at Clemson. And he was up there working for Coca-Cola. And so I called Rick, and I said, Rick, I'm coming up there to take physical and see if I can get signed on with the Bears. Uh, you want to get together for lunch and play some golf? He said, sure, that'd be great. And there was a little municipal golf course up in Lake Forest where the Bears facility was. I got to remember, this is the first week of May. And so I go up there, and it's about, I'm going to guess it's 55 or so degrees, and a pretty nice day. And so I take my physical, and everything goes well. And so I leave the facility to go meet Rick, and the clouds start rolling in. We start our golf game, and by about the second or third hole, it's snowing. Yep, lake effect snow. And I'm going, what the heck? It's May. <laughs> you know, this is the time. This is the time we're supposed to start getting the beach stuff out. Um, but in Chicago, I got, as I said, I got lucky. It was, a, it was a great situation for me. I got a chance to play some really important football games, which I really hadn't played much in Kansas City. We played some games in the conference that were important, but we, you know, we were never quite good enough to play important playoff games or even get very far. So that was uh, that was exciting, and then the you know obviously the '85 year was was special in in every way. We're talking to Steve Fuller, a uh, great quarterback for Clemson's Spartanburg <laughs> High School, Chicago Bears. Um, well, I can tell you one thing: I've never, I don't think, and I was in Chicago for five years, six almost, and I don't think I was ever as cold as I was as the day of y'all's victory parade after the Super Bowl. I'm not sure the temperature got got above 10. I mean, it was cold. Well, I can tell you that temperature, too. It was 2 degrees. Yeah, it was cold. I, you guys were, <coughs> seemed like you were on top of a bus and all this stuff, and I was just... Well, we, uh, yeah, and uh, again, go back and some of you guys that, uh, you know, the internet is, is not a great thing except for when you go back and look for stuff like this. You can get a lot of good information there on that, but go back and watch that parade if you pull it up on one, of the, on one of the internet sites because there was two million people I know lining the streets it was it was unbelievable and again like you said it was it was a day that was so cold it was it was almost unbearable 
And we were all on buses. We we we'd gotten back from the from New Orleans after the game that morning. So they took us straight from the uh, airport to the city for the for the parade. And so you know we got a bunch of us on buses, and and I think Ken Mar Ken Marjoram was one of our receivers who played at Stanford. He was he's a little bit of a crazy guy. <laughs> and we had we had quite a few crazies on that team, but. Uh, he said, "Let's let's let's pop out the top of the bus so we you know we can get closer to the fans." And so everybody kind of looks looks around and said, "That doesn't sound like a very good idea," but uh, we we did it. And so probably I don't care how many buses we had. We probably had three or four buses, but we probably had fifty of the guys that were sitting on top of the buses. It was two degrees, and we were you know there was a little champagne and a little bit of uh, libation going on at the same time. <laughs> Even though, even though I believe it was a Tuesday morning or something like yeah, that, the weekend. But, but, uh, but the, the the funny thing was the some of the fans figured out they could crawl through the uh, exhaust systems of the bus and get get on the bus. <laughs> so they they started pulling off the panels of the bus and climbing in the back side. So it got a little scary there for a little bit, but it was all in good fun. And then, like I said, they were. Uh, the fans that year were so supportive, and uh, you know, it was just—it was just a one of a one of a kind kind of year for for everybody involved. Steve, we uh, uh, Joe wants to ask you a question here, and uh, I tell you, the time just goes by so fast. Our, our twenty minutes is about up, but I let Joe Joe wants to ask you a question. I had one other uh, sure. So you have one other question that I heard about, um, and you can debunk it, um, but I think it was. Um, San Francisco, Bill Walsh, or one of their scouts came, and I think your roommate at Clemson was Dwight Clark, um, or at one point. But anyway, I heard that they watched you throw some passes, and one of the notes they made is every pass that you threw, Dwight Clark never dropped one. Is that true? That is absolutely a true story. Uh, they came in, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to hit you with the old days, how they used to do things and how it's so much different now, but it really was. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they would call. They, you know, Coach Walsh called, and Dwight and I, and, our, and our, one of our tight ends named Cliff Bray lived together, and they said, you want to come work you out a little bit, and, and why don't you get a couple guys to go catch some balls for you? So I did, and, of course, Cliff and Dwight were the two guys I took. And uh, Dwight did catch everything. You know, I wish we had a... Uh, been smart enough back in to throw the ball to him a little more than we did, but he caught everything, and and they were going to draft him. Of course, I was trying hard to get uh, whoever drafts me, and it turned out to be Kansas City, uh, to go ahead and draft him after they called. Uh, and I think they were very interested in signing him, but then, then San Francisco stepped up and took him. But I, I'll tell you another little little side story on that one. Steve, I'll... We all, we uh, Steve, we I, I can't. <laughs> we are completely. No, 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 no. Okay, you're out of time. I got you. Sure. No, I, I mean it went by so fast. I've got people texting me asking, want to hear about the Super Bowl shuffle and the video y'all made, and, <laughs> and I wanted to see if you had a year's of eligibility left because I think Clemson needed you, but I I don't think they do now. Uh, they seem to be a well, seem know, to have recovered yesterday. To, uh, to to call a Clemson guy after uh, after Saturday game, this was a good time to call. I have to say that much. Well, and I watched it, and uh, of course I'm a Gamecock, so uh, I did get one year to be happy. But uh, 
after beating Clemson last year, but I don't I don't know about this year. It's uh, I don't know if we're going to have anybody left. But Steve, listen, this was a much anticipated conversation, and I'm so glad you came on with us. We, I, I I hate it. I feel guilty having to to hang up and move on and do some commercials, and and we have another guest scheduled. But you know, it's uh, it's great talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sorry no, Greg I- wasn't here, but it's a it's a big big boost for our show and a pleasure to have you on and steve the next time the next time you're on you can tell the rest of that story i always always enjoy this even though i know nothing about racing i do enjoy talking to you guys and be happy to do it anytime well i don't think we talk much racing with you so you don't have to worry about that (laughs) thank you steve that's a good thing thank you steve i really really appreciate it no problem guys see you soon all right goodbye well, man, I mean, it just went by too fast, and we got uh, Hauser's over here texting me. Am I on next, or you, you forget about me? So I didn't, take, I didn't mean to drag that. Let's on. take a break and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it fill within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Set your alarm. All right. I've added it to reminders. 7 a.m. Every weekday, Spartanburg's best sports is on Bumpin' the Run. Hosted by Tyler Sugar. That's the guy. That's the hero. We're talking sports and other stuff. Hear from local high school and college coaches, including USC Upstate, Clemson, and South Carolina. Two hours to begin your day. The Bumpin' Runway. 
right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And it gives me a great deal of pleasure to introduce our next guest, an old friend of everybody in Spartanburg. And, uh... I'm sure a lot of listeners are looking forward to hearing from you. Mr. Mark Hauser out in Oregon. How you doing, Mark? You. It's great to have you on, and I, I think uh, you're in Bend, Oregon, did you say? No, no, no. My daughter lives in Bend. That's about four hours from here. I'm in fields. I, I thought I was going to be in Bend this weekend visiting relatives but I caught a nasty cold, and since I didn't want to spread it all around, I stayed home, and my wife and daughter went over instead. Okay. How's it? How's the family doing? We know you're sick. How's the rest of them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all recovering. It's just a cold. Um, no, they're good. Jennifer's still teaching here at our local school. Um, my older daughter, Samantha, she had kind of a rough go. She got laid off from her job teaching at a little rural school about an hour from here uh they just ran out of students a couple of kids moved out of the district mm. so she is uh, she is looking for work but she's good and then my other daughter emma uh younger daughter she lives in bend and is working for the county there helping with uh, intellectually disabled uh folks and really uh enjoying the work and, and helping people who need help so she's well well, you sound great, cold or no cold. And uh, I got Thank Joe. You. I got got Joe Delaney sitting in here with me. Ronnie couldn't make it. Hey, Joe. Hey, Mark. Uh, Ronnie couldn't make it, and Greg couldn't make it, and so I got on the horn this morning and said, "Joe, help me. I I can do it by myself, but I'd rather have somebody to let my voice rest for a few minutes." So uh, there you go. Joe's in here Joe, with us. Joe, Joe will make a fine sidekick. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, we just had a great interview with Steve Fuller. In fact, I, I had to interrupt him. He was going one story after another. So uh, um, that's why I, I, I had to – I didn't want to say I've got a more important guest coming on, but uh, I uh, – No, no, that's Steve Fuller. <laughs> Come on now. No, he was great. He's uh, A lot of people uh, anticipating both of you guys being on today because we've been, been plugging it all week long. So uh, how are you doing out there? What Are you still driving the bus and making milkshakes, yeah. or what else is going on yeah. with you? I'm doing everything I've been doing. Uh, my school bus route this year is 160 miles, about uh, 60% of that on gravel road, dirt road, to pick up, uh, I think I've got four. So, yeah, I do 160 miles a day to pick up and drop off four students. Um, I, I the milkshake I did over the summer at the general store, but that's kind of settled down uh, now that we've moved into the winter season. And uh, I'm doing some remote data entry to make a few extra shekels here or there. But uh, 
Yeah, everything's good. Uh, but the big news is I went out and bought a uh, Jeep, so now I get uh, out into the backcountry a little more, which is fun for me because I love to hike. 160 miles a day? Well, last year it was 200, so it's yeah, a little, little bit shorter this year. For four kids? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, that's unbelievable. Yep. I mean, how early do you start, and how late do I, you work? I, I start my morning route at 5.40, and I drop the kids off at 7.55. So I drive for about two hours and 15 minutes. And then the same in the afternoon, you know, i got to fuel up the bus and do my uh, safety check. So I start at 3, and I finish about 5.30. Wow, that's a full day every day. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, the thing about out here is to save on costs, and because the bus rides are so long, uh, we only do a four-day school week out here. It's Monday through Thursday, so we get three-day weekends, which, which is awful nice. Yeah, I guess so. I, I would think you would deserve a three-day weekend with that much driving, <laughs> but that's a, I had no idea it was like that, and, and mostly gravel roads. Yeah. Yep, yep. But uh, Kenny, the road grader, does a pretty good job. <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny living in a place like this. Uh, the people I have in my cell phone, if the electricity goes out, I've got the electric supervisor and his assistant both in my phone. If the roads need plowing, I've got the snow plow guy in my phone. He also doubles as the guy who uh, is our school bus mechanic. Um, if we need the roads graded, I've got the county road grader guy <laughs> in, my, in my phone. I've got the UPS guy, the FedEx guy, the, uh, our mailman, in case we need a package picked up. It's, <laughs> it's just a different world out here. It's it, crazy. It sounds different. Good grief. Do you ever, uh, ever have any uh, designs on just coming to visit us back in South Carolina? You know, Jennifer and I have talked about it. Um, there, there certainly are people that we miss and would love to come back and see. It's just a matter of um, the time and the money and, and coming back. If we were to come back, it'd be during the summer. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, we, we have talked about it. I haven't been back to South Carolina since the first year I moved here. And uh, Thanksgiving, it'll be exactly five years since I, I uh, left for here. Um, so, yeah, we, we do talk about it. It's just a matter of uh, the time and the money and getting it all organized. But I think at some point we'll come back to South Carolina and see some friends. Well, you better let us know when you do. Well, Mark. Uh, and, and, we always, and we always tell our friends that, you know, we've got an extra spare bedroom here. If you want to see something totally different from what you're used to, come visit us. <laughs> Mark, one of the uh, something I wanted to tell you was that I know a ton of Lawford alumni, and they knew that you and I were, were friends. And you worked at the yeah. station, and one of the things they keep saying is, God, we miss Mark doing broadcasts. Uh, um, well, that's very kind. Um, that is very kind, but I, I'm going to say this. and I, I miss broadcasting a little bit, but not as much as I thought I would. Uh, it would be hard to announce Wofford Athletics right now. Well, they're just... I mean, I... Oh, and nine, I aren't they? Keep, I, 
Yeah, they're 0-9. I mean, next week is the brawl for it all against the Citadel. 0-9 against 0-9. By rule, somebody's going to win that game. They don't tithe anymore. <laughs> then, um, uh, well, they, they might figure out a way to tie that one if the bad bad weather I roll mean, in or something. Well, I Mark, mean, I think, about, I think about everything Mike Ayers and Mike Young built there, and it's just, even from afar, I mean, my do- I've got a daughter who graduated from there. Tom Henson is still... Uh, a dear friend of mine. Um, it's it's hard to watch from afar. I, I I could go into it, but I won't. This isn't the format or the time or the place. But it would be hard to announce. I, I feel for Jim Noble and Tom Henson. It's got to be awful. Well, Mark, um, I don't know if you heard or how much you follow the local news here, but Richard Johnson's retiring. Yeah, I did. I I, I saw that and. Uh, I hope they make a good hire. Did you uh, hear about us getting a baseball team? I did, yes, and a brand new ballpark building over a ball- by the Marriott. Yep, building a new ballpark downtown. They uh, had the groundbreaking the other day because they wanted to do it the same day that uh, they hoped the Texas Rangers would win the World Series because we're going to be a Rangers affiliate, and uh, it worked yeah. out. <laughs> Right. No, that's that is really neat for Spartanburg. Just out of curiosity, because I haven't read too much up on it. Um, how big is? How many uh, seats is the stadium going to have? If they figure, yeah, thirty five hundred seats. Uh, it's going. Okay. It's going to. Are you? I don't know if you're familiar with the, that big lot that they're clearing out like crazy now uh, behind the Marriott, the AC yep, Marriott. I sure am. Okay. Yep. Well, that would be the Marriott itself would be. Uh, overlooking left field okay well i think i think it's great i know this um you know we used to have when i did open mic uh we used to have my buddy will rothschild on the show oh yeah and mitch kennedy mitch kennedy would come on the show and we would always talk about what the, the the folks leading spartanburg were doing to develop downtown and make downtown a destination and you know, give Spartanburg a, that sparkle, so to speak. And you know, you and I know Spartanburg. Sometimes they don't. Folks in Spartanburg don't love to compare things to Greenville. But when Greenville put that ballpark uh, downtown on the west end of downtown, the Greenville Drive Stadium, that really kind of cemented everything they've got going on there. And I think this could be a real uh, driver for the city of Spartanburg and the downtown district to have a ballpark in there and a team play, I guess it would be 70 home games a year. I, I think this is a big move forward for the city. I think it's going to be great. It is going to be great. And uh, you can go uh, online with uh, WSPA Channel 7's website and and goupstate.com, and uh, they've got some artist renderings and a whole lot of other information. It's going to be Fifth Third Stadium. Name, you know, the bank is uh, the title sponsor of the stadium. And, uh, okay. of course, uh, I guess the um, home plate, I told you left field would be where the Marriott would, would uh, look out over it. So the home plate's, you know, going to be far, you know, far from the street. And uh, But in the, in the meantime, they've got shops and uh, um, uh, public areas, you know, where you can uh, sit at a table and have a hamburger and, or whatever. I don't know what kind of restaurants are going to be. 
and uh, and still sure. watch the game, you know, overlooking the game. It's going to be great. I tell you, Spartanburg is I've never seen so much growth as it's having right now and uh they're building apartments everywhere. I mean, there's dead deer all over the place from from uh, getting chased out of their environment because they're building so many apartments in the city and the county. And it's uh, it's kind of an exciting time to be here. And, um, you know, uh, they're, they, they're going to name the team later on. I can't think of the name they're, they're toying with, but it's the same team, the same name that the uh, the black uh, I think team, team I, back in the 20s. I think they're, um, the, the team is moving from Kingston. Yeah, it's coming here, but it, yeah, it's like the, it's got some real weird name, but yeah, they're moving it from a, um, Kingston, North Carolina, and we're, we're real happy to have it. I think they're planning yeah. on uh, playing ball in 2025. Yeah, 2020. So they've got a basically uh, a year and a few months to get it together. Yeah, yeah. but I'm telling you what, the next day after the groundbreaking. I just happened to be driving by there, and man, you, you, there's like five big, heavy, earth-moving equipment machines and things, you know, clearing that lot as you know right now. I mean, they jumped right on sure. it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's an exciting time to be here, and uh, the voice of whatever it is uh, should be Mark Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't know that I want to travel around a ball anymore. I'm getting kind of old for that. Uh, <laughs> I, one of our loyal loyal listeners uh, named Ronnie Black wants to know if that's a full size bus that you drive. No, no, uh, I drive. I drive uh, a short bus. I figured it was for four people. Yeah, with only <laughs> with only three or four kids, it would be kind of silly to drive a 55 passenger school bus. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gets eight, it gets eighteen and a half to the gallon, which out here is a big deal because you travel so many miles. Yeah, well, um, Clemson got off the the slide yesterday. With uh, they did. I, I didn't I, think they'd win that game, but they they pretty much it never really was in doubt from what I watched. Yeah, well, I'm going to give all the credit, and I don't know who it is, but whoever Tyler from Spartanburg is, he <laughs> lit a fire under him. And you know, I heard that on. Uh, I mentioned it earlier on the show that I heard that on at least, well, no more than uh, two national broadcasts yesterday when they would announce. In fact, I guess the Clemson game was probably one of them, but it must have been ESPN or or it might have been when I was watching Alabama last night. Somebody mentioned Tyler and Spartanburg on that show, on that game. Yeah, Yeah, I listened to somebody, a friend of mine uh, from South Carolina sent me the audio clip of that Colin show. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just some things never change. Um, but no, good for Clemson. Um, I was also watching the score of the South Carolina Jacksonville oh, State man. game yesterday. Well, if they hadn't I had, and a- I was in fact, in fact, I turned Todd on over the internet and listened to the pick six, and I was like, "Oh, they're going to survive." But yeah. boy, it got a little, it got a little hairy there. Yeah, yeah, it was real hairy when it was twenty-eight to twenty-one, Gamecocks. Jacksonville yeah. State Gamecocks and uh, right, but we still got you know I, I'm I'm very the last four games well we got three more the last three games are at home and uh, I, I have no confidence at all that will be Vanderbilt I can just about guarantee Kentucky remembers last year when we went up there to Lexington and won and made a big deal about it and uh, 
you know, the Clemson game could go either way, I guess. But, uh, you know, South Carolina is so beat up right now, and, and uh, they just don't have too many too many warm bodies to get out there and play football. But it's, uh, I you know, I listened, I watched the whole Carolina game yesterday, and they, right there at halftime before the half, they were booing when they didn't go for a fourth and one and uh, and punted uh, you know, from about the, I don't know, it's probably the 40-yard line or something, our own. But, you know, they just, uh, uh, he's about to lose the fan base, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. It, that's always been a tough job. Spurrier had his run where South Carolina, the state of South Carolina, in terms of high school talent while Spurrier was there, just had an incredible amount of uh, four- and five-star players, the Jadavian Clownies of the world, and Spurrier, to his credit, got him to come and play for him, and South Carolina had that glorious run well, you know, under him. They celebrated that yesterday at the game. Spurrier Did was, they? Yeah, they had the, the three teams, as many players as they could get, that went three and a, that went a 11 and 3 you know they did that three years in a row and they had the right. players there to celebrate and uh, and the hbc was there and made a speech at halftime out on the 50 yard line so uh it was a, they made a big deal of it you know we're talking about garcia was there and Clowney was there and you know there was a lot of them there from those teams now i'm gonna say something living out on the west coast and you guys know because of my wife i've been an oregon ducks fan for a long time don't sleep on the Pac-12, guys. Oregon is legit. Washington has outstanding talent. Utah's a good team. Oregon State's having a good year. I mean, this conference is going to break up next year. That's unbelievable. Be, yeah, and, but they've got like seven ranked teams, and the Pac-12 is as good as anybody right now. That's Maybe exactly better. That's right. And, uh, and you left out Colorado, which now has a losing record, but they're, they're in the headlines every week for something. Well, yeah, yeah. They're improved under Dion. Absolutely. I'll give that. Yep. You know, Mark, I, I, I don't understand the breakup of that conference because if they would just stick together. Well, some of the teams are going to the Big Ten, right? I know, but I just yep. think that if they would just rally the If they could have rallied the troops, um, that's a that was, was a brand. It's not going to be one anymore with what they're doing. Yeah, no. I know. Uh, they all went after the money, uh, and there's a whole deep dive conversation to be had about how college athletics does things and state funding for state institutions that we can't get into right now, but they all ran after the money. Uh, and it is sad because it is a, a longstanding conference. Also, if you're a geography teacher, how do you explain to kids that the University of California is going to be in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I don't yeah. know how you do that. Well, it should be the All-Coast Conference or, or the Both-Coast yeah. Conference or something. Mark, we got to let you go. I, I hate it. I mean, we're, uh, we're running over with you just like we did with Steve Fuller. And uh, I, I had several more things I wanted to touch on. I, I, I would wanted to say about the Pac-12, I don't know which, because uh, I listen to Dan Patrick and Cowherd every day, and I don't know which one of them said it. But one of them, I thought, inter interestingly said that one of the things that really hurt the Pac-10 or 12 or whatever it is was that they canceled their season so quickly for COVID when they probably wow. shouldn't have done that. And, uh, and you know, that they just were gone. And what, where the, all the other conferences figured out a way to play. 
Yeah, I mean, that could be part of it. But I think the larger issue is they just can't, for whatever reason, market sizes, whatever, they just couldn't land a big television deal. Yeah. And that, you know, when you compare the Pac-12 money for TV compared to the Big Ten, which is where, you know, Oregon is going and Washington and USC and UCLA, it's almost double in the Big Ten, and that was hard for Oregon and the others to resist. I hate it, um, but everybody's chasing dollars these days. Yeah, Mike, got to let you go. I hate it. Great talking uh, to you. And uh, yeah, good, just, to, good to talk to you guys. And uh, Spartanburg, I miss you. Good luck uh, with everything. Well, we'll be talking to you, and you and I can keep texting like we normally do every every once in a while. And uh, we'll uh, we'll stay in touch. Great having you on the show. Enjoyed it, and all the best to you guys and your family. And your family as well. Thank you, Mark. Thanks. All right, Perry, we'll see you. All right, bye-bye. bye. Mark Hauser, great guy. We get backed up again, so i got to go straight to some commercials. Let's sell some stuff. We'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road, lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at rearnissan.com. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. If you're looking for a new camera or lens, then you'll want to stop in at Sparkly Photo Center November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That weekend, there will be special deals on camera gear, accessories, tripods, bags, and memory. Sparkly Photo Center will also have a used Photo Pro on hand buying gear, so you can trade in your old gear for new gear and get a bonus too. Buy, sell, or trade Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. See our website, SpartanPhotoCenter.com, for more specials and deals. 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg. Call 864-583-6835. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little oomph, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines. I want to take this opportunity to thank Lanny McKinney for all he does for us. Uh, get in a rush sometimes and forget to forget to mention him, and I've got it on my envelope. Did I bring all my my uh, homework for the the? the show, and uh, right across the middle of it, I've got Lanny McKinney. I just got his name, so I'll remember to thank him. So, uh, it's, um, right, Lanny uh, maintains a Budmore Engineering website and does our podcast, and uh, we couldn't do without you. We appreciate everything you do, Lanny. Uh, tell you what, we had an action-packed show. I didn't have that much to talk about. I didn't have much content, I didn't think, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted Joe to come in, and, uh, Looks like we're going to make it. In fact, I may have to talk real fast to get these last few things in that i got to mention. We're actually going to talk a little racing here. Didn't, didn't talk a lot at some points of the show. A lot of football, though. Anyway, had great guests today. Great having you in here if I don't get a chance to thank you, Joe. And uh, Deb Williams is always great. Steve Fuller and Mark Hauser. I had to cut them both off. Everybody got more than their allotted 20 minutes so uh it's it's difficult to tell somebody you know gotta go i just i hate having to do that all right let's touch on a little bit of racing here i got five minutes um they ran the xfinity championship race yesterday as we discussed with deb cole custer was the winner sheldon creed was second third was justin allgaier fourth riley herbst fifth sam Mayer, sixth josh berry seventh austin hill eighth chandler smith Ninth, Sammy Smith, and 10th, Kaz Gralla. Those last two guys were the ones we had on at Darlington when we were down there. Jeremy Clements, uh, season is mercifully over for him. He started 25th and finished 20th. He he did hang around the top 15 for a while there, got as close, uh, uh, got as, 
close to the front is about 12th, I believe, at one time, by my calculations, what I remember. But mercifully, that season is over for him, and hopefully uh, just uh, turn the page and get get it right for next year. The uh, Xfinity standings ended up, uh, Cole Custer is the point champion for Stuart Haas Racing, Justin Allgaier second, Sam Mayer third, John Hunter Nemechek fourth, Austin Hill fifth, sixth is Sammy Smith, seventh Sheldon Creed, eighth Daniel Hemrick, ninth Chandler Smith, and tenth Parker Klingerman. Jeremy Clements finished the season where he pretty much stayed all year in 19th place. Let's go to Cup. The Cup cars race today um, at 3 o'clock on NBC, and that will be the Cup championship is what they call it. Last week they ran at Martinsville where Ryan Blaney won a very exciting race. Uh, Eric Almarola was second in his next-to-last race ever in NASCAR. Third was Denny Hamlin. Uh, Chase Briscoe was fourth. Joey Logano fifth. Sixth was Kyle Larson. Seventh, Christopher Bell. Eighth, Chris Boucher. Ninth, Austin Sendrick. And tenth, Todd Gilliland. Uh, I think I misspoke there. Uh, Eric Almarola wants to race when he feels like it. So he'll be popping up in Xfinity, maybe even Cup and Trucks um, from time to time. So he's not he's not gone for sure. The point standings now, right now, going into the last race, Ryan Blaney's the points leader. Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, and William Byron, they all have 5,000 points, and whoever finishes ahead of the others is the new champion. So... That will happen uh, today, starting at 3 o'clock. Um, Denny Hamlin's fifth. Reddick is seventh, uh, sixth, seventh to Keselowski. But Keselowski is not going to race today because his wife's having a baby, and he's having it too, and he wants to be there. So I think Cole Custer's going to drive for him today in, uh, in the race. I have the starting lineup today, which um, William Byron is on the pole. And, of course, he's won the final four. Truex the second. Harvick third. Fourth is uh, Kyle Larson, who's won the final four. Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, Russ Chastain, Chris Boucher, and Tyler Reddick fill out the top ten. Uh, starting 13th is Christopher Bell, one of the other uh, uh, four. And fifth, I mean, uh, uh, 15th is Ryan Blaney. So, that will be today at 3 o'clock. Formula One will be on the air today at 12, coming on in just a few minutes on ESPN2. That's the Grand Prix of uh, Sao Paulo, and that's at Interlagos is the name of that racetrack, and it's in Brazil. And, uh, of course, we don't have to get into the point standings because it's it's, uh, Max Verstappen's got that wrapped up. On TV today, not too much, just Formula One race coming on in a few minutes from Brazil on ESPN2. And on um, NBC at 3 o'clock will be the Phoenix race, Cup race, and uh, um, looking forward to that. A lot of football, a lot of racing today, uh, or two two races anyway, but one very, very important one we've been pointing to for a long time now. And uh got 50 seconds, Joe. I think I made it. Your closing thoughts, and thanks again for coming in and helping me. Well, uh, you were worried about not having enough time to fill up the show and as usual you needed more time yeah and but anyway i enjoyed being here and i when i got uh the text from you this morning i was like yeah i'll come well uh 
keep an eye on the phone next week. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. We were going to have uh, Mike Helton. He was, can do the show on Saturday, but he can't do it Sunday. So we got to get a new guest. He always closes the season for us. But uh, he won't this year, and we hate that because Mike's a very important person, and uh, we would uh, we always love to have him, and he gives a lot of prestige to our show, I think. But we'll do without him next week. So anyway... That wraps it up for the next to last show of the year. We're going to be back uh, next week and wrap it all up one way or the other. Natalie, we're not coming, and the rest of you keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg.